0: Hello and welcome back to episode number 38 of your favorite podcast. A show that's changing the game and what I've come to want to call, I'm bringing you guys an audio orgasm. How do you like that? I'm going to trademark that term. I've been thinking about it for a while. I like that. I'm bringing you guys an audio orgasm. So uh, that is the hostile environment. uh, um, coin for the day, so there you go, it's your phrase to keep with you, I am your host Jay, but you already knew that, and I just ate way more pizza than I should have, this uh, healthy eating is getting off to a great start, so um, yeah, um, you know, a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Domino's Pizza, but uh, I gotta say, I'm slowly becoming a fan, I've had it twice since we moved into this area, and uh, I'm kinda liking it, so uh, I'm not, not hating on the Domino's, so and or not, how's everybody doing on this horrible, disgusting, rainy, dark, depressing day, right? I mean, oh man, you look out the window, it fucking blows. Um, you know, unfortunately, according to the weather app gimmick thing on my iPhone 12, the next six days are supposed to be like this. I think there's some sun here and there, but for the most part, it's going to be like this, which blows. So, uh, you know, I've never really trusted meteorologists uh, to begin with. So, I mean, who the hell knows, right? I mean, if you really think about it, what other job in the world can you be correct, like, 50 or 60% of the time? And when you're wrong, you can just blame it on just random, like, oh, uh, this rain must have changed direction from the south. Uh, You know, we couldn't have seen this coming. We couldn't have foreseen this. Or... Uh, whoa the snow really came out of nowhere uh i don't know what to tell you guys Uh, shit like that like and and what i love one of the things i i laugh my ass off whenever there's like a a big tropical storm or a tornado and and they send this poor weather goof out who has to toss on like a poncho and report from outside like the eye of a hurricane or whatever and like This is Steve Rizzo from Channel 19, and the storm is incredibly bad. The wind is extremely powerful, and the rain has made visibility next to impossible, so stay home for your own safety. But I'll stand here with this jerk-off cameraman while we risk our lives, so that you can see on TV what you can probably see out of your window if you just move the curtains. This is Steve Rizzo, signing off and praying to God I don't die, like. I don't need to see a weather goof in a poncho getting like cars are blowing by him and shit like that. Like if you're in the middle, if you're in a city with a tornado and you're watching the news, you know there's a tornado. You, this guy Steve from Channel 19, he could be inside and and talk about the same shit and it would have no effect on me. But that, that, that's just me. I mean, it's not like we deal with very many tornadoes here in Toronto, but it is what it is. So yeah, so shitty weekend ahead. I suggest you guys hit the Netflix awfully hard. You know, maybe play a board game with your kid or something like that. That's probably what I'm going to do because, you know, going out might not be worth it. Um, But speaking of going out, have you been to the mall yet since we were open, Reopened. Stage three or stage two or whatever fucking stage we are. Um, You know, I've been a couple times here and there. Nothing major. um, But I find that other than wearing the shitty masks and having to put sanitizer on in every single store, um, it's beginning to feel almost normal again. Um, Sort of. I don't know. Um, I know my youngest daughter has Canada's Wonderland reservations for tomorrow, which apparently there's a seventy percent chance of a thunderstorm and it's going to be raining all day. So, not sure she's going to have a great day. But she's manning up and she's going anyways. Her and her four friends. So, um, and good luck to them. Okay, so today's guys, uh, today's t- uh, show title is called Hooker Donut Shop. Now, I don't think I've ever told you guys the title of the show while I'm recording before, but I kind of did it today because. I kind of just love saying the words, Hooker Donut Shop. It it, it just, it it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It, It's such a nice, Hooker Donut Shop. I I just, I don't know. I've always loved saying it, so I'm probably going to say it a few more times, even if I don't have to for the rest of the episode. Um, Pretty much, you know, I I learned so many things at this donut shop from these uh, working girls or ladies of the night. Uh, You know, this is stuff that you can't teach in school, you can't learn on YouTube. This is like, Genuine first-hand knowledge taught to us by uh, true professional streetwalkers, right? I mean, you, you don't get better than that, first-hand knowledge, right? So that's coming up. That was just a little cock tease, uh, you know, the hooker donut shop. Yeah, see, I love saying it um, because before I get into that story, uh, I've got to be professional and I've got to read what I'm now thankfully being paid to read. So here we go. Uh, our friends over at Underdog Podcasts wanted our listeners to know about a fun event they're having. A completely free poker tournament. No credit card required to enter. And you can win real prizes. The tournament is called the Underdog Free Roll Invitational. It will be held Sunday, July 11th. And today is, what is today? I think that's next Sunday, right? Uh, it's at 12.05 Pacific Time. Uh, registration is now open. Simply head over to Ignition Casino at Ignition casino.eu and go to the scheduled tournaments poker lobby and you can find the tournament under the regular tab. Tournaments are listed in chronological order. So go to July 11th at 3:05 p.m. Eastern time and the underdog free roll invitational will be listed and you can click register and enter in the exclusive password underdog21. Any player who knocks a host out of the tournament will receive an extra bonus and there are bounties on all of the underdog hosts. So, get in there, knock some hosts out, win some big prizes. Once again, that's the Underdog Free Roll Invitational, July 11th at IgnitionCasino.eu and you can enter 100% for free with the code UNDERDOG21. There you have it guys, that is my official ad read. Unfortunately... That is the last time I am financially obligated to read that ad. So I'm officially unemployed for Monday's show. But wait! Your boy got hired again for Thursday's show by a different partner. So that is fantastic fucking news. Because the more I get hired, the better my clients will get because I'm building my resume and I'm building this brand. So I'll get more paid ads and I'll get more downloads, which equals equals more success... And all I need is for the right person to crumb across my show and, you know, reach out to me via social media and inquire about my numbers and my experience, etc. And then, boom, who knows? You know, the, the hostile podcast could blow up, right? Oh, wait a minute. That just happened. What am I talking about? Huh, a lady from a major company emailed me. I can't name the company right now, unfortunately, because we are not officially in business and said that my show was forwarded to her by somebody didn't say who and asked me uh you know in my opinion what my best episode was so she could listen for the possibility of doing business together uh she also needed to know my download numbers among other things as well some business stuff um so she asks me that question and this is a huge dilemma for me because you know some shows are obviously better than others i mean you know that that's a given but at the same time, uh, all my 37 episodes up to today, obviously, are like my children, right? I mean, they may be handicapped, very rude, and abrasive children, but they're my children nevertheless. So I didn't know which one to pick. I didn't, I didn't want to pick the wrong one because I knew this was big, right? I had, to, I had to pick the perfect episode. So after looking at all of my episodes and knowing the content which I put out, I decided to give her the Neil and Lisa episode. So I cut that out and I sent it to her. And the good news is about eight hours later, she emailed me back and she said, she said said that she laughed and she loved the episode and she wanted to proceed into a partnership. The bad news was my download numbers don't meet the minimum requirement for her company to take me on at this time. So that was kind of deflating. Uh, it was also productive, don't get me wrong, because it let me know that what I, you know, I'm doing something right. What I'm doing means something. So, you know, it, it gets a little frustrating at times, but this let me know that I'm on the right track, right? It also gives me something to work towards because now I have a goal. I actually have a number that she gave me that I need to hit, and when I hit that number, she wants me to get in contact with her and we're going to do some business. Now, the problem is I have to get to that number. So... Um, so I'm not going to lie, not being able to do business with her and knowing that I'm far not far off, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of far off, uh, from the number that she's looking for. It was kind of depressing, but it, at the same time, it was also kind of a reality check because the truth is, uh, the stats for podcasts are incredibly underwhelming. Most podcasts never make any money period. And most also fail within like the first 50 episodes. So people just quit. They throw in the towel. They're not getting the downloads. They're not getting any monetization. So they just quit and they give up. Um, and truth be told, if I had actually done the research prior to starting this bitch up, I might have convinced myself not to even try this in the first place. So I'm glad that I was never a bookworm and I actually didn't do any research because here I am and, uh, you know, I'm making money and I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. So all my bitching to people uh, who I did bitch to—I bitched to people. I'm not going to lie about not getting any sponsors uh, and just saying I was frustrated and da da da. It was literally me just crying like a little bitch and um, you know me not being patient. Um, pretty much, I just thought it would happen immediately, and you know that was a stupid thought to think of in the first place. So um, you know, I want to smack myself, but eh, it is what it is. Um, So anyways, I apologize to everyone that I whined to because it was all horseshit. Because baby, look at us now. You know, I've got a major brand who actually contacted me uh, and we talked and uh, she also gave me some tips and some pointers and shit like that. So um, this is big. So I'm very happy. Um, And you know, oh, but I guess the question you're asking yourself is, Jay, how, how did these companies even contact you in the first place? I mean, they didn't just call you on the phone. No, 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 they didn't. I'm glad you asked um they actually contacted me on social media and here's how you can contact me on social media uh you can contact me on facebook at jay cowell so remember when i'm telling you guys to contact me and i'm giving you all these plugs um i don't know how this lady found me i don't know who forwarded my podcast to her what i do know is that somehow it did get to her and i would guess that was from my social media so uh, I don't get very much traffic on Facebook for some reason, I don't know why, nobody seems to want to write stuff on Facebook, I, I, I see all kinds of other people answering stuff about cakes and cats with hats and, and horse shit like this, but um, but nobody really wants to, you know, get it, um, what do you call it, keep the conversation going on Facebook, so I'm going to keep posting and I, it is what it is, so, um, but anyways, on Facebook you can find me at Cowell. on IG was where I'm getting a lot of traffic as well. Um, host.enviro.pod TikTok, I'm getting zero traffic and I've got another video up there that's got zero views, which I don't understand how you get zero views, but I have two of them on there, so I don't know what's going on there, but uh, fuck it. Anyways, at TikTok, I'm at the Hostile Environment Pod. On Twitter, I'm at podcast underscore hostile, and I'm at 225 followers now, so I think that's like 15 followers more than I had last time I told you guys, so Shit's happening there, too, so there, there you go. I'm making a lot of I'm making a lot of contacts there, too, talking to some people. Uh, and email is where this lovely lady contacted me from this very big company, j.hostile.environment at gmail.com, and nobody has been on my Patreon, nobody has bought me a coffee, apparently nobody has $2 to give me, that's fine, I understand, I'm a little hurt, but I understand. So don't forget also, guys, um, when you download and subscribe, my podcast automatically goes into your device as soon as it comes out every Mondays and Thursdays on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. So download, subscribe, share with your friends, comment on my posts, even if just give me the middle finger, anything. I don't know. Anyways. Also, guys, I also wanted to reach out and say, if you, if there's anyone out there in podcast land that's listening, if you have a product or service that you would like me to endorse on this podcast, please contact me because I have no shame. I will literally endorse anything for money. Um, Do you want to sell illegal handguns? Hit me up. No problem. Let's do it. Are you a sex trade worker that's looking to expand her brand and maybe uh, get some new clientele? I will promote the shit out of you. Um, The Hostile Environment Podcast does not discriminate, and I will take anybody's cash. So there you go. Uh, Let's move on to congratulating your 2021 back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, who defeated the Montreal Canadiens last night, Monday, in five games. Uh, Wait a minute. Sorry, last night was Wednesday. Sorry. Uh, They won it with a 1-0 victory, so they shut Montreal out in Game 5. They've become the first NHL franchise to win consecutive titles since Sidney Crosby's Pittsburgh Penguins in 2016-2017. So that means, sadly, the Cup will not be coming back to Canada again this year. But at least Tampa did not win it on Canadian soil, and they won it at home in front of all the, you know, the the whole stadium, the lovely state of Tampa Bay, Florida. And just to point out some things, guys, in case you didn't know, in the last year and a half, the Tampa Bay Lightning have won two Stanley Cups, the Miami Heat went to last season's NBA Finals, the Tampa Bay Rays went to the World Series just last year, and just this past February, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers became Super Bowl champions. Oh, and don't forget... Uh, Florida also hosted the Stanley Cup last night with a full stadium. They had WrestleMania and the Super Bowl with fans. They've had UFCs. They've had concerts and other live events all at full capacity. Yet here we are in Can- Canada continuing to struggle. And Montreal was only allowed to have, I think, 3,500 fans. So just to show you guys where we're at, you know, and now the, the, the variant's coming, the new variant, the fourth wave, fuck, I'm so done with this shit, anyways, that's depressing, uh, let's move on, um, oh, wait, before we move on, uh, for all of you people out there who say that Florida is a disaster, well, they'd be right, and how do I know they're right, well, I'm gonna tell you guys, because I've got a little segment called Florida Man, we haven't done that in a while, so I got a couple of Florida Man stories for you before we get into the main event. Florida Man is back, so let's see how fucked up these people are, and we will start with... Florida Man accidentally butt-dials 911 while cooking meth with his mom. A police 911 operator stayed on the line for nearly half an hour, listening to a man tell his mother the methamphetamine cooking instructions, as well as the distribution possibilities, according to a police report. During the conversation, the man, identified as Tommy, complained that his probation officer was treating him like a criminal, and it was unfair, and also suggested to his mother that he may be under police surveillance for selling meth throughout the the neighborhood. So, I guess it's good that you still do mother-son activities together when you're all grown up. There's something, right? I mean... Personally, I can't wait to start teaching my youngest daughter how to get into like human trafficking so that we can really bond together because nothing really brings a family together like the guns or drugs or you know selling other human beings, right? So you know great big family hug. There you go. Uh, Florida man attacks ATM machine with hatchet after it refuses to take his check. A man in Daytona Beach is under arrest and also under psychiatric evaluation after he entered a convenience store attempting to deposit his welfare check. What the man did not realize is that ATMs don't accept checks, they're for withdrawal only. Being frustrated, the man went to his truck, retrieved a hatchet, and began destroying the ATM. Police were called after a brief foot chase. They also caught up with the man and arrested him accordingly. Um... There's just so much to unpack in that story, and there's way too many jokes there. I mean, they're all pretty easy, so I'm going to leave this one alone and just let you guys just smile and think of your own jokes, because they're way too easy. You know, I can't take the cheap shot, the easy one, so go. I'll let that speak for itself. Let's move on to Florida man sentenced to prison for attempting to start race war at Disney World. Uh On a rural compound just 11 miles from Disney World, Marcus Fiala and his followers spent years stockpiling weapons and food, erecting barbed wire, and conducting elaborate paramilitary drills. Their goal, according to federal agents, was igniting a race war in Central Florida. Uh, The man, Marcus Fiala, also went to Disney World on multiple occasions and tried to recruit men at Disney World while they were with their families enjoying the theme park. Circuit Judge Joe Morgan sentenced him yesterday to six months and gave him credit for 61 days served, meaning he could return home in about four months. His American front followers yelled, We love you, Mark, after hearing the sentence, the Orlando Sentinel reports. So there you go. You can go to Disney World. You can see uh, the fucking uh, the Goofy dog and and Ducktales and all this horseshit, Little Mermaid, and you know, and join uh, the white supremacists. There you go. You know, tell your kids to go get an ice cream and sign up for white power. There you go. All right. Florida man surprised to learn mannequin is actually a dead body. Two men hired to clean out a vacant Tampa Bay area house thought they found a mannequin hanging in the garage. They cut it down and hauled it to the local dump where landfill workers realized it was actually a human corpse. Real intelligent, boys. Real intelligent. Uh, what do we got here? Florida man removes facial tattoos with welding grinder. Just before the 2020 Labor Day weekend, Eric's, A-R-I-K-S, bought, uh, uh what's it called? Oh, it's not, um... It's written here, but it's um, gauze, there you go, gauze. Uh, and hydrogen, pero- hydrogen peroxide, 18 Budweisers and a bottle of sailor Jerry rum. He'd asked his friend Brian to do the damage, but Brian was after oh Brian was, after all, a certified welder. The worst part was when Brian poured rubbing alcohol and hydrogen peroxide on the wound and scrubbed the dead skin with a steel wood pad. Tears trickled down Eric's face, but he didn't scream. I don't know. That story didn't make sense. But, anyways, you get the point. He he got something. He, he, he did damage. So, Anyways, that was my last Florida Man story for today. I probably shouldn't have done that last one. It didn't really make much sense. But, fuck it. Let's get to the main event. Let's get to uh, what we call uh, the hooker donut shop, shall we? Let's get to a little... Uh, it's time to take a trip down the highway, no, Hooker Highway there we go, Hooker Highway Uh, so it's in downtown Toronto everybody knows the area who lives down here there's a big long strip just like anywhere else Um, the story takes place around 1997, 1998, 1999 I'm going to go 98-ish and as usual, it's Tone, Derek, and myself and it's around midnight on a fuck, for us it could have been a Tuesday or a Saturday who knows, because it was all the same to us and as usual, we're wandering around downtown, and you know we're just doing our thing, and we're basically waiting for trouble, I suppose. And um, we're right by the old Maple Leaf Gardens, which I think now is a Loblaw's, which is sacrilege, but it is what it is. We're walking towards Maple Leaf Gardens because we're heading home, so we're walking up towards Young and Bluer Station. And um, there's a donut shop on the corner of um, I want to say it's uh, College and Church area. And so we're walking home, running our own business, and out of nowhere, I see this absolutely fantastic, gorgeous prostitute in a fur coat, just like the movies. You, you see the beautiful hooker on the corner wearing a fur coat. It was the same thing. So um, I, uh, she was incredible. I, I remember to this day. I remember how I, I remember seeing her. I remember everything about it. it was crazy. I literally stopped and I, I was just gazing upon her trashiness. Uh, and as I'm daydreaming about, you know, how this woman could absolutely just destroy my innocent 18 year old body, um, she all of a sudden looks at us and she starts walking towards us, right? And I know that, like, I remember saying, "Oh my god, like, what, what, what does she want with us?" I thought maybe she was angry. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know. So I, I basically just, I, I, I pussied out. And I just turned around. And I left Tony and Derek staring at her. I turned around. I was staring at the wall. I was probably fiddling with something or pretending I was on the phone or something. But I didn't want to see her. I was doing everything I could to avoid eye contact at all costs. And as she gets closer to us and then she walks by us, um, I'll never forget what she said. She said to us, um, staring at me is free. Everything else is going to cost you. So why don't you boys come in and have a cigarette with me? I know that... I didn't even I didn't even look at Tone and Derek before we could even discuss whether or not we were going in. I followed her in like a horny puppy. I followed right behind her. She sat down at a table. I sat down at a table, um, and we just started talking. And that's how the hooker donut shop was born. Because once we were inside, sitting with her and talking to her, and we were kind of in her circle of trust, every single gorgeous. Well, and. Not so gorgeous, obviously, too. There's some some ugly fatties out there. Uh, but every prostitute in the entire area, at some point, would come to this donut shop and sit with us and just chat and flirt. And we would just ask each other questions and just, you know, kill time and whatever. It was... It was when, the ma- when the night was eventually done, the first night, it was so magical. And we talked about it all the way home that all I could think about was getting back there. And... Eventually, the one night turned into three or four times a week. So we would literally just go downtown and go right to the Hooker Donut Shop and just wait. And sure enough, you know, every night um, we'd have action and we'd hang out and talk to these ladies. So uh, we would also play cards with them. Uh, we'd play cards for cigarettes. Uh, we played with uh, Terry and Star with two R's. I will never forget those two ladies. They were the main attraction. They were. The a game hookers out there, and they were by far the most pleasant to be around. Um, so we would we would play cards with them and do whatever until they had to like go and work the corner or possibly provide hand relief or mouth love to some fat loser in the washroom or whatever. Uh, I mean, I can't even I can't even count the times that I'd walk into the men's room or take a piss and star. Was providing her services to a paying customer, and it was like, yeah, just keep going, and just it is what it is. Like, no, no, I'm not going to not piss, and she's not going to stop doing what she's doing. So let's just pretend this never happened, sort of thing. Like, just ignore it. So it was awesome, man. It was it was crazy. Uh, the donut shop also had two video games. It had a, a, a poker game, and it had Mrs. Pac-Man. And let me tell you guys, the definition of living at 18 years old is beating a sex trade worker at Mrs. Pac-Man just so that she'll rub her hand on your leg under the table and then she'll get up and rub your crotch and whisper something in your ear. I mean, that is the shit. So, trust me, you wanted to win that game. So, uh, that that's as far as it ever went, though. I mean, we never did anything. I mean, we were always broke, and even if we weren't broke, I mean... Uh, you know, I was way, way too intimidated to actually do anything with a hooker. I mean, I, I just pictured like laughter and, and just I, I, there was no way I was going to do it. But uh, there were there were nights when, you know, if it was a slow night for them, they would make us an offer like uh, kind of like when you're at, at a bar and it's last call. And they're giving away like discount drinks just to you know empty the keg or whatever just to get you out of the building. That's basically what this was. Oh, you know it's it's two thirty in the morning and I'm not getting anyone want a hand job for forty bucks or something like that. So you know the the like I said the problem was none of us ever had any money and like I said I was way too intimidated for to buy any of these women's services. But someone was not too intimidated to do this, and uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but uh, one of us, not me. Um, decided to man up with his grocery store paycheck and uh, spring into action and and hire a lady for her loving um, I remember this shrewd operator trying to strike a deal with a professional sex worker by the way uh, and and and, and trying like you know talk her down to a reasonable price because he only had so much money uh, and he eventually had to pay for this was his, his deal he, he settled on uh, paying for the taxi to the hotel The hotel room itself, not motel, hotel, and uh, also the taxi back for her. So, um, And did you notice what I did right there? I said taxi back for her, right? Um, Why didn't I say taxi back for them? Well, that's because she was back within 15 minutes, and he stayed at the hotel trying to make us think that he was some kind of porn star and put on this amazing performance. Um, What he didn't realize was when he actually paged us, with the number to call the hotel, Um, the lady of the night was actually sitting with us having a cigarette. So we called the number back and he's like, yeah, just finished up. She's laying here beside me. Happy as fuck. And I think I did a good job. And, uh, then Tone walked the hooker over, like he waved her over and he walked her over to the phone. She grabs the phone, and she says she says hi, and uh, let's just say his cover was blown at that point, right? But we, when he got back, um, we had a fantastic time doing the financial math of what he actually got for how much per minute it cost him. Uh, it was impressive. So um, that hooker donut shop, I mean. It, it, It'll live in infamy. I don't even know if it's still there because I've been downtown in forever. I doubt it's still there. But it taught us, you know, the value of a dollar. That's for damn sure. It Taught us a whole bunch of other shit too. Um, it's it's information that we've got through hours of conversation, and it's priceless. You can't you can't put a a, a price tag on something like this. So, uh, oh, and one night we actually sat with a pimp for about I don't know three hours, and we just we you know we watched him do his business right we watched him talk we watched him work we watched everything and i know in the movies they portray pimps as disgusting scumbag human beings that you know beat up the chicks and all that stuff and they probably are not gonna lie they probably are but this guy and his name was papa was one of the good ones um, some of the stories he told us would blow your minds and some of his high profile celebrities that he had around Toronto who would rent the services of his ladies, you know, back in those days, obviously, um, were pretty impressive. His, his customer list. Um, so he was telling us names and we were calling bullshit. We're like, no, man, you know, not no way, no way. Well, he went in his back pocket, whipped out his little black book, showed us all the names and showed us all the numbers basically and then he had randomly said pick one we're like what do you mean pick one he's like pick one I'll call him right now I'll prove it to you so we picked one we walked over to the payphone he dialed the number and sure enough he called him and when this guy answered the phone he just said hey man it's Papa I haven't seen you in a while where you at? Uh, you know, he said uh, butterfly was wondering when you were coming back. We we you know, but, but uh, you know, when you you know, she's got a deal on you know, a fucking Boxing Day sale. I don't know what, what how do you do it, but that's basically what he said, right? Um, but we the 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 main crux of this is we heard this guy's voice. And we knew it was him automatically. So um, this guy was not lying. Papa was a legit guy. And for some reason, he trusted a bunch of 18-year-olds to know some of these celebrities around Toronto who had rented the services of some of his lady friends. So that was pretty great. Um, And I guess the moral of this story is all pimps are not the murderous, money-grabbing women abusers that you see on TV. Maybe pimps are just misunderstood entrepreneurs. Who knows? I know Papa was not like that, to the best of my knowledge, although I only had three conversations with the guy, so I'm not, I'm really actually not one to judge. He probably was exactly what I thought he was, so Uh, there you have it, guys. A little hooker donut shop story to tie you over until we speak again on Monday. Uh, So like I said at at the beginning of the show, the weather is going to be somewhat crappy, Um, but guys don't let that stop you from grabbing a case of beer and enjoying the weekend and just kicking your feet up and, you know, spending time with your family or whatever you're doing. And also don't forget there is a Conor McGregor UFC fight on Saturday night. So if you happen to be watching, just know at the time that you're watching that your party host, Jay, is probably already half in the bag or completely hammered and probably heating up a box of chicken wings to watch the actual Conor fight. So there you have it, guys. Until Monday, I'm going to wrap this baby up and I'm going to say those magical three words that have come into the podcast bye for now.